<laughs> Welcome back, listeners, to season two, episode eight of Everywhere We Go. I am your host, Will Corsales, and I'm joined by the one and only Reese Jones. Will, good evening. How are we? UK? Yeah, not bad, actually. Uh, and also, Dan Darbush is here. Yep, back. <laughs> back after a while. <laughs> after a couple of weeks' break. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, good, thanks. How's uh, how's your draft team doing? Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm bottom, so not great. <laughs> but, you know, I've drafted in um, a Bamiyang, which yeah. is hopefully better than what I had. It was mm. for Danny Ings, so... Massive upgrade there. Yeah, you'd hope so. Me and Dan are bottom and second bottom. Yeah. And when uh, the Abamyang and Anthony transfers happened, I had to be certain that one of us was going <laughs> to yeah. get them. So I messaged Dan, like, I'm going to say like five times a week, be like, are you sure you're getting Abamyang? Are we, are we double which sure? Which is weird because I kept yeah. saying to him, like, regardless, I can't get both. No, no, So exactly. like, it doesn't matter which one I get, you'll get the other one. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm just making sure. I was like, well, I don't control the game. Like, you will. I just couldn't end up with 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 nothing. I couldn't see Anthony or Aubameyang drop. Who do you have rathered? For my team, Anthony. I mean, and also seeing him play um, against Arsenal, he did look good. I mean, but yeah. but that being said, I do think Aubameyang will be very, very oh, good. I hope so. I really, really. Uh, from bottom of the league to top, though, Reese, how are you doing? I'm disappointed the games didn't go ahead last week. <laughs> and I've got a point out of it. No, ridiculous. I'm laughing um yeah i'm just expecting 50 points every week at the moment so yeah scary team you've hedged your bet to city team, yeah big it? time uh not a bad method but anyway guys we've got seven games to preview this week obviously the united leeds game the chelsea liverpool, liverpool game and the palace brighton game have been cancelled so yeah seven games to preview uh, and then at the end of the episode we're going to go through some trade advice for you guys obviously the international break coming up following this so you've got lots of time to get those trades in for all the teams that might be struggling at the moment uh, but without further ado, let's dive right in to Brentford against Arsenal. Will, what's your thoughts on this game? Arsenal were meant to have Everton at home last weekend, unfortunately got cancelled. So coming off the back, I guess, of that United defeat. Um, this is going to be a test, I think, for Arsenal. I mean... Move to a midday kickoff on Sunday. Yeah, that's that's really tough. I, yeah. I hate midday kickoffs. <laughs> like they're vile. They're all. I always find like I've never seen a team start fast. Yeah, and an early kickoff just out of bed. Although, man. but saying that, Arsenal like if I've watched any team this season, Arsenal are the quickest to start. Well, Bournemouth away especially, they were like yeah, mate, they, they yeah. were all, all guns blazing for minute one. So yeah, you know if it's going to be any team, I reckon they they can do it. But saying that, it's a tough team to play. It is. Tough I mean, place to go. Uh, Ivan Tony, obviously, uh, we need to mention him. Five goals and two assists so far. 45 points. That's second <sighs> overall in the rankings. Crazy. Uh, Martinelli is the highest scoring Arsenal player uh, with three goals, one assist, and he gets those clean sheet points. He's on 36 points. Uh, we've also got Jesus up there on 33 points. Um, and Odegaard and Saka, obviously, um, have been making t- returns recently as well. But no, for Arsenal, I mean, you're going to start your players in this game. I think one thing to look out for is the defensive assets on both sides. I mean, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we were bigging up uh, Brentford defensive assets but they've got no clean sheets in four games now I know it's a bit of a worry I yeah. did have Aaron Hickey in my team yeah um, and I thought he did well against Palace for uh-huh. 60 65 minutes and then Zaha did turn it on and <laughs> my clean sheet bonus went I was like I've had enough of this now so I did drop him yeah in my last yeah so same, same reason as Reese. I had Ben me mm. thinking like they're solid, like they might keep a clean sheet every now and then, even against a team that they're not meant to. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just hasn't gone that way. I've actually drafted them out. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, for Brentford, they've got Bournemouth away, Newcastle away and Brighton at home coming up. So difficult teams. Yeah. yeah. Could be worse, could be harder. 
Uh, Arsenal, on the other hand, we've got Spurs, Liverpool <sighs> and Leeds coming up, which is massive. And on the defensive wow. assets quickly. Um, yeah, Arsenal have been struggling at the back as well uh, so far this season. They've only got two clean sheets so far, but they're second in expected goals against. So, I mean, uh, if you're bottom of the league, I would say every week, try and pick up Tommy Asu. I think this could be a game that he comes back into the fold. You think Ben White's going to come out of that right back role? I just think it's inevitable. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I don't know, I'm torn about Tommy Asu. Not, not only because I've got Ben White, but right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know because um, they just spent a fortune. Ben White. It seems like they've always given White every possible chance yeah. to yeah. be in the team. Um, whereas Tommy Asu, like, he just looks like he's second fiddle. Mm. But I know what you mean. It, like, I guess as a fan, you know yourself. You know when, like, you know it's a, it's only a matter of time. It, it looks like Ben White is very embedded in the team. Like, yeah. he gels well with everyone as well. He looks yeah. like a guy that fits in with that starting eleven. But we'll see, won't we? I mean, in in Ben White's defence, I mean, with Spurs, Liverpool, and Leeds coming up, maybe Arteta doesn't want to meddle with the squad too much. I mean, those are massive games, massive. in the shape of the season. And also, they, I mean, also they've had a week's rest. Yeah. yeah. So like, perhaps if they didn't have that rest this weekend, maybe he wouldn't play. Yeah. But the fact that that weekend of just put your feet up. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much good to go, isn't he? So, I mean, let's see. I'll be a, if 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 Ben White was dropped, that is a massive sign. It is. Yeah. I I'd be surprised. I think Arsenal mm. have been very consistent. Um, yeah. Why ruin something? Why which is something that's working? I yeah. know they did lose to Man United, but they probably were the better team. Yeah. For yeah. the game and yeah. just got stung on the counter and then didn't know how to react to it. Yeah. So. I, would, I don't know if they will change it just yet with these big games coming up. Moving on, though, to Spurs against Leicester. Dan, are you going to this game? Uh, unfortunately, I'm working, so oh, no. But, um, yeah, I am gutted. Um, although, saying that, they're not very thrilling to watch at the moment, <laughs> if we're being no, honest. No. And I've, I've said this a few times, that... Spurs are getting away with it a little bit. I've said that, especially the first few weeks. They weren't playing particularly well. Mm. And then they yeah. just kind of got a result and everyone goes, well, whatever, we got a result. Like, who, <laughs> who actually cares? But then my gut feeling was, you carry like this, you will get bitten. Like, yeah. it, it will happen. And um, this was the game. Um, on the, on, in midweek, sorry, in the Champions League. Yeah, that, that was it. It's yeah. in Lisbon. We just, it was like a bit flat. If you can't get pumped up for that, then... Do you yeah. know what I mean? But but saying that, it's now a game where Conte has to go, well, bounce back. Yeah. Because you can't afford to now lose this in the league. You know, we're unbeaten in the league. Yeah. You have to go out against a horrible Leicester side. Yeah, surely if it's going to come against someone, it's coming against Leicester side. Oh, I mean, oh. they haven't won a game yet. Um, have been just shocking in all fronts. They're um, 14th in expected goals against 9.1 and 17th, strangely, in, in XG with 5.5, which is very Yeah, I've, I've, talking points here. Hmm. Which forwards start for both teams for both teams both teams well, okay, start 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 with Spurs Kane. okay Kane that's the only one that I've got as a no-brainer is yeah. Kane yeah. right yeah. so on the left and right you have Richarlison Son and Kuliseski. Yeah. pick two of them yeah um, Son's obviously not been in form is he Son will start Richarlison's been okay coming off but was a bit too enthusiastic in Lisbon I'd say caught offside my guess is Richarlison will sit on the bench he won't drop Son because I think he'll do everything he can to get him a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be like, how can you drop someone that's been so influential on this side? Yeah. And I think he'll bring Kulisevsky back in. However, would we be surprised if a Charleston starts? Me. I wouldn't. No, no. Of course I wouldn't. You, you, can't, you can't predict no, it. No, uh, not at all. And then also, if you go to Leicester, yeah. Vardy isn't starting at the moment. So yeah. does he start Dakar and Iniacho? Well, yeah, well, 
who did they play last game? Dakar um, and they both yeah. scored. Brighton away, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, they both scored. Both scored, but lost five two. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Dakar played ninety minutes against Brighton. Uh, notched an xG of zero point five and an xA of zero point nine. I mean, I'm sure he shot up everyone's waiver wise. I actually drafted him in uh, last week, so I hope that he starts. But I yeah, think he will. It is worrying for Leicester. I mean, an xG uh, it, shouldn't, they shouldn't be seventeenth in xG. And I mean that points the question like is is Vardy's time coming to an end? It's it, a really it, good question. It really could be, but it could also yeah. just be the system that they're currently in. I think yeah. if you look towards the back end of last season, Leicester were struggling. If you're going on XGs, yeah. they were way down and they were punched. Yeah, I think XGs were about fifteenth and they finished eighth. If you yeah. watch, if you watch Vardy now though, I remember when I used to watch Vardy like two years ago and I used to think Oh, he's a like man. It's like any little run he's yeah. Like, you think, oh god, so if he slits him in there, he's in. Like you're yeah. always on the last like last shoulder. But now I watch him, I think he's not he's not going to get a chance here. And then against Chelsea, when it was ten men and they did get chances, yeah. he didn't take them. Didn't take at them. all. And they were really really good opportunities. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe. I mean, if you're a Vardy owner right yeah, now, you're his worried. Age, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very I worried. I'm very I'm very worried. <laughs> right. But maybe his age is finally sort catching, of catching up yeah. with him a bit. And you know, I found that. Also, they're taking him off a lot earlier, yeah, or they're yeah. not starting him. Whereas before, you never took off Vardy. Yeah, and they're giving him that extra year contract as well. Yeah, so. definitely keep an eye on Dakar and Nacho for the future. You mean you've made your name as a wheeler and dealer? It's not no, been much not, wheeling and no, dealing, no, yeah? No, I'm not a wheeler and dealer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, I didn't mean like that. Dan's deals. Yes, is uh, Welbeck for Vardy. Wow. Yeah. Strikers of yesteryear. Yeah. Fallen Giants. It's a gamble, obviously, because we're assuming that's assuming uh, Brighton stay as good as they are. Yeah. Um, Welbeck brings a lot to that team. He does. He definitely does. Um, Leicester are dreadful. Yeah. Um, and Vardy's not starting at the moment. Yeah, but Welbeck definitely a target for you. But Vardy's the name. You know, everyone's like, oh, I've got Vardy. Yeah. But like actually, he isn't doing anything. You're, no- you're normally that guy. Yeah, I am that guy, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yeah, no worries. Moving on, though. To Villa against Southampton. Speaking of poor attacking output, Reese, Villa are right up there. <laughs> oh, Villa have been horrendous this season. And <laughs> I, I did put as a question before the podcast today. If Villa don't win this game at home against Southampton, could this be worrying times for Gerard and going? Why wouldn't it be? If you're going off like other Premier League teams. Yeah. He's really underperformed. Because the other thing is, is that their owner is coughed up. You know, like Coutinho's a lot of money. They've spent for, for a Villa, lot of money. And that's because of Gerard. To yeah. So the whole thing, a point of like, oh, Gerard's got that pull power of bringing in players like that. Well, he has, and now they're not performing. Yeah. So it actually looks worse. That t- typical stat of like, his team is worse than like Gary Neville's yeah, Valencia yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. But like, it is pretty crazy. I mean, Watkins especially has been poor. Obviously, he's a no-brainer to start here against Southampton at home, who actually surprisingly have quite a good expected goals against. They're fifth highest, but they've conceded 10 which is 15th. Uh, but Watkins is playing with an XG per 90 of 0.20. Comparison, Buendia is playing at 0.49 per 90, and he's not a striker. Yeah, no big big worries there. Going on to Watkins, uh, it's quite strange. Obviously, he hasn't taken many chances this season, but he is their top point scorer. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, look at, I'm looking through the history of this fixture in recent years, it's either a 1-0 or it's a 4-3-3-2 game. So... <laughs> Um, with the way they've started both teams this season, I'd say maybe draft some of these strikers in because you may get some points in this game. One thing to question, Reese, whether you draft in Armstrong or Adams. This is a tough choice, isn't it? Um, they're both there or about the same points, uh, like 22 and 20. Should both um, be on the waiver wire. They should both be there for you if you want to pick them up. And 
with Villa being poor defensively and Matty Cash miss, missing through in, injury, yeah, this could be the game to get them in. Pick up. A I would say five, six personally, Adams over Armstrong. Yeah, I'd agree because I find that Armstrong tends to drift a little bit wide out to the left flank. Yeah, and he, he? Yeah, he does yeah. some nice crosses and stuff, but let's not get carried away with his goal that he scored the other week. But um, if Armstrong is there, I mean, he's got an XG of 0.4 and an XA of 0.6 this season, which is a bit underwhelming. Yeah, and he's, However, he's got one goal and an assist. Yeah, and also he's clearly rated. You know, I've always said, like, there's a massive argument for, like, having players in your team that are always going to play. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, at least there's a chance he can do something. Mm. So I guess that is an argument where Adams actually is on the bench a few times, isn't he? Armstrong plays a lot. He does yeah. start like, most the, of Yeah, the games, manager yeah. loves him. Yeah, yeah. He's, always, he's always on the team sheet. Talking of Villa players that haven't really played much this season but do you reckon Leon Bailey's going to start starting games and getting 70 minutes at least I, I feel like ever since he signed it's been this idea that he's going to come and absolutely revamp this Villa front Yeah, but it just hasn't materialised and I remember him scoring that really good goal against Everton I think it was last year at home Yeah, just as they'd got uh, Gerrard in and everyone thought okay here we go like now it's time for Bailey to get in this team and start banging yeah. some goals and obviously great goal against City he was the only source of Villa's XG that game yeah Personally, I am sceptical still of all Villa players. I just don't want to go near them. As ridiculous as it might sound, I think Armstrong here might have a better chance of getting some points, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, but Villa have got Leeds away, Forest, and then Chelsea coming up. And Southampton have got Everton, City and West Ham. So some difficult fixtures coming Tough up friends. for them. Uh, moving on, though, to Newcastle against Bournemouth. Dan, Newcastle, obviously highly rated, highly touted by yeah. everyone. However, yeah. they haven't got a win in five games. Coming up against Bournemouth here, off the back of a win themselves. Yeah, I've, I've got it written down here. I feel like this is a game where you prove if you've made real progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if go and win this 3-4-0 yeah. if you're a top team. Because um, Newcastle want to be, right? And they've got top players. They've got so, like, this players. is a game where, like, it can't be like a draw... And then you're taking that step back again. Like, go and win, go and bounce back and, like, prove that we want to try and finish that kind of... Well, what would you say a target for Newcastle is? At least top 10 or...? Top 10, easily. Try and squeeze into eighth, I'd say. You have to beat Bournemouth yeah, to get sure. that. So I feel like if you want to go and be serious, like, you've got to win this game. There's, I've got two no-brainers. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I've got Isaac and Trippier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are my two absolute no-brainers. And I think with the flair that they've got with uh, um, Alan St. Maximum and Bruno Gomares... Um, yeah, they're gonna get. He's gonna get chances in the Isaac, yeah, and exactly. he's he's clinical. Well, you mentioned that, Reese. Um, St. Maximan Gamaris and Wilson are all potentially coming back. Uh, this game, obviously, they've been out for a bit. Um, so I mean, that could influence yeah. the attacking output. But one thing to mention actually is that there's been a lot of talk about when Wilson does return, how Isaac and Wilson are gonna operate in this team together. Now, some have said that Isaac will move over to the wing. Obviously, he scored two goals, and I think one interesting stat here is that Isaac's um, XG per 90 is 0 0.74 at the moment, which is ridiculously high. Wow. Wilson's is characteristically very high at 0 0.45. However, I mean, Isaac's already matched um, Wilson's overall XG in two games at 1.2. So I just do think that how we'll look at that and say, there's, I can't take Isaac out of this starting role up top. You can't justify it, especially no, I, with I, Wilson unless, just unless he can get it to work. I, I, I personally, like, he could go two games like not hitting the target and then all of a sudden that like XG changes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know, like he's had like a first, like against uh, Liverpool at Anfield, like that was a joke of a yeah. start. Like 
people rarely go there and get two goals at all let yeah. alone like doing it on your debut for Newcastle so look like great start One obviously I think he'll out. definitely get goals because that's how, what a way to give you confidence yeah um, but if, if you are Eddie Howe like you've got to find a way to put them both in your team 100% like would you rather have Isaac than Almiron yeah, yeah. Of course you would. You would. Almiron just, would drop Yeah, out. but Eddie Howe's a good manager and he's not going to do a Steven Gerrard and try to stick them both up top. He's yeah. going to work this. I don't know. I, 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 All I'm saying is I think Isaac will ascend this Callum Wilson role, yeah. personally. But if, if, basically, if if you've got Isaac in your team, you're playing him this week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you're really hoping he gets goals. I've got down here as a, a no-brainer for Bournemouth is Solanke, Solanke in my opinion. Definitely. Look if you've got him in your team and he's looking like your best option, to start in your team then then definitely do it because he came back from injury last week um, goal uh, and assist yeah yeah, goal and assist and um, yeah he, so he's your man you want to be looking to don't you I mean he is the vocal point in that in that team yeah. I know more you know he's done a job but it, he, he he doesn't lay Slanky's boots though does he in terms of like everything that goes around no, no. Uh, uh, number nine so I think he is a nailed on starter Slanky yeah. for Bournemouth when fit and um, if he can get a chance, he's proven that he can take it, definitely. With uh, Bournemouth's upcoming fixtures as well, I mean, they've got Brentford at home next, followed by Leicester and Fulham. I mean, those are, ga- those are games that you should be scoring in, realistically. That's, that's games where if Bournemouth want to stay in this league, they've got to pick up points. Yeah. I mean, another potential pickup as well, I was doing some digging. Joe Willock, I mean, has the highest XG at Newcastle at the moment, 1.4. I mean, I know he's obviously He creates a lot minutes, of chances. But, like, if you're looking for a midfielder there... And you know what it is with Willock. Everyone remembers that eight goal, eight games or nine games, whatever yeah, that he went yeah. on and scored. And, it, and he's never going to repeat that, obviously. And obviously, last season when everyone was drafting him and expecting to do the same thing, that's not going to happen. But I mean, if he is instrumental in the Newcastle side, I think he might know, he might pop up with a goal. Newcastle have got Fulham, Brentford, and United coming up as well. Hello, listeners. Ollie here. Very sad I couldn't be on the pod this week. But Oddball is still going to be here, do not worry. This week we're going to go for Fulham's right back, Kenny Tete. So he's got Nottingham Forest away, Newcastle at home, West Ham away, Bournemouth home, Villa home, Leeds away coming up in his next six fixtures. And I can see not just him getting in the points, but Mitra obviously getting in the points. And who's going to be supplying it for him? Kenny Tete. The man puts that ball into the box like none other. Also, I feel like Fulham's got some favourable fixtures, especially at home, where they can get some clean sheets. And as a defender, we all know that means points. So get him in and win your game weeks. Uh, anyway, though, moving on to Everton against West Ham. Will, thoughts on Everton versus West Ham? Thoughts on Everton against West Ham. I mean, no-brainers here are only Everton players, weirdly, because they are awful. I mean, Gray and Gordon are the only ones. Gordon has the highest XG in the team, 1.7, which I think is very good for a midfielder. Wait, uh, Gray's got that, is he? Gordon. Oh, I was about to say. Gray has an XG of 1.3, but an XA of 0.7. Um, so there's some... I don't know I don't know what these stats are, because I've got Gray in my team, and every time I watch him, I think, mate, you're going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so but obviously, things to mention for Everton. Uh, Pickford injured uh, will be returning after the international break. Could be a Begovic pickup here. Oof. <laughs> I mean, considering Worth. how considering how poor West Ham have been going forward, I mean, I, re- I really don't think it's out of the question. I mean, a- they can't figure it out. Antonio has been absolutely shocking recently, and he's- Antonio is playing an XG per ninety of zero point one eight at the moment, which is shocking. Has Paqueta written all over this game? <laughs> you hope so. Yeah. But, um, one thing one thing to mention, guys, is that DCL's returning. Wow, so he's back this game. He should return this game. Wow, oh, another wow. hamstring gone this what? week. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys think about DCL? What do you guys think about DCL returning? 
Doing well, it has to give you a boost. Yeah. Massively. I mean, they haven't really got a number nine, so that's, it has to be a boost. And he can draw those players, hopefully, for Dan uh, bringing Gray <laughs> yeah. into it. But he is that focal, focal point, isn't he, of holding the ball up. He does to, bring them in. To, yeah, to be fair, though, it's I've seen Gray pick his head up and whip a few balls in, but bless him, it's to Gordon. Yeah. like yeah. He's, he's not going to yeah. flick a few in, is he? He gives it a go, but that's yeah. not Gordon's game. You don't spend that money or you don't you don't play Gordon to, to win your headers. No. Yeah. So, um. No, I think it could be more points for Gray and Gordon, definitely. But saying that, they've had more pay. Let's not slight. Let's not. Yeah, well, I, no, no. But I, I it's can't. a. I can't. No, but it's a striker. Oh, no. no, but it's a striker that yeah, they haven't is. had. Yeah. And he's only played one game. Yeah. So even that is better than what they had. The fact of the matter is, though, when DCL plays, he is very effective. His XG per ninety last season, which was a very poor season, even when he came back, was zero point four eight. Uh, it was zero point four nine the previous two seasons, and just some comparable strikers to that: Lacazette, zero point four zero. Watkins 0.37, Tony 0.37, and Wilson obviously quite high with 0.49. So I mean, if you're a DCL owner, I mean, you should be very excited. And if he's out there, I would, I would really recommend. Yeah, who's got him in our league? Stefan. Um, he's he's sat with him this yeah. whole time. <laughs> From I sat with him for months last year. <laughs> um, but moving on to West Ham, a slight injury crisis happening at the moment for West Ham. Uh, Cresswell, Aged, Johnson, Corne, and Suchek all injured, and it's unclear whether they when they'll return. Emerson has scored his first goal for the club against FCSB uh, midweek so he could be one to pick up if he's knocking around in the wave wire uh, but moving on to Forest against Fulham Normally, we have resident Fulham fan Ollie uh, in the room with us to comment on this. I mean, this is a Friday night fixture, guys. Oh, it's 4 0 Fulham. <laughs> Forest are <laughs> <up>. awful. <laughs> Ollie would be yeah, he, did, he did some prep yeah. for this game, which just involved Fulham stats, which I thought was good. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is, this is Friday, night fo- uh, Friday night football, uh, 8 p.m. kickoff. Wow. Not on TV. What? What? Not on TV. It's Villa Southampton's on TV instead. Get, oh, <laughs> my God. Get the dodgy stick out. <laughs> But Reese, how do you feel about this game? I'm actually really excited for this game. Um, wow! Obviously, Fulham had a good really start. Really excited. I am actually. Really, <laughs> it's probably the Welsh for me with Nico and uh, Brennan in my team. I yeah. want them to do well. But I don't. Know, I've got just got a good feeling. It's going to be goals and excitement. Yeah. There's loads of chances here. Forest are poor defensively, and yeah. Fulham have been a great attacking outlet so far with yeah, Pereira and Mitrovic. So I think there's going to be. I wouldn't say bags of goals. I do expect Fulham to get at least I'm two. I'm expecting a Pereira assist or goal, actually. I've got a, re- got a feeling about it. It's, it's going to happen. Mm. I mean, Mitrovic, six goals this season. Uh, he's got four in a row. 39 points overall, seventh highest, which is something I never thought I'd say. Uh, Andreas, two assists, as you mentioned, down this season, 23 points. Did you see Mitro's finish against Spurs? Yeah. That was sinful. <laughs> it was so good. You know, I mean, I'm a Spurs fan, as everyone knows. Yeah. And like when you're watching it and he cut in, I just thought, don't like don't bend this in <laughs> and he's like just whipped it right in the top corner yeah. you only you only realize when someone's a top player i feel like when you when they play against your team because mm. you end up going oh my god another chance yeah. and you like fear them don't you so like if you're forest i tell you their fans are gonna be watching mitch Fitch's weekend like <laughs> yeah heart and mouth i mean forest expected goals against is 20th in the league with 13.3 uh so i mean mitch should be licking his lips here but um do you reckon forest be able to get a result here Reese? No, no. I don't think they'll get a result. I think they'll go out losing like they did against Bournemouth, but may get a couple of goals. Um, yeah, I know it might have helped them actually with this extra week off to gel those. Yeah, yeah I guess you signings. can really plan for Fulham, can't you? No, you can. <laughs> no, you can, you can like, watch and everything Fulham do. Yeah, it depends though, because like, say if say if Fulham for whatever reason have a week like 
they just go back to like a championship Fulham. <laughs> and like say this is like a horrible championship game yeah. of last season of Forest v Fulham. Yeah. And it's like a bit messy. Like and then someone it goes off someone's knee from a corner. <laughs> well you, you just don't know because no, Forest fans yeah. could make it like you're right, you're crazy right. in there. Friday and night. And, yeah, exactly. And Lingard, um Gibbs White Tavernier. Yeah, they're really like linking up quite well. So you don't know, they might yeah. get a couple of chances. One thing I'd like to mention left. is that um and maybe I should go to Reese for this. Harry Wilson returning soon. Lovely. Isn't that great news? <laughs> um, yeah. No, I saw him in the Fulham training. Been out a long time, hasn't he? They've, they've got a couple of new signs doing a deadline day with Willian, who's been training there for a while. <laughs> I know but I mean, lab. last season, 10 goals, 19 assists. I mean, that's nothing to... No, no. And he's got Premier League experience, hasn't he? So hopefully now he's... Set pieces are a joke, oh, by the way. Especially with Mitrovic. Kicks. Yeah. I've got a question for you guys as well. Would you trade Mitrovic for Ronaldo? Heartbeat. You would do yeah. it. You yeah, trade, I definitely would. You trade Ronaldo away. Yeah. Yes. Oh, all right, cool. For Mitrovic, yeah. 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 Definitely. Isn't that isn't that a strange sign yeah, of times? Mental. <laughs> anyway, moving on to Wolves against City. I mean, Reese, with all your nineteen city players in your team, I'm sure you'll be <laughs> looking at this fixture. Well, I mean, well, these yeah. points coming. I'm right? hoping Wolves just fold. Um, <laughs> yeah. Foden seems now he's actually starting to assist Haaland so I think all that pep chats to him and a goal in the Champions League yeah and a goal so yeah I've I've really I don't know how I've got the four of these in this spine of yeah. the City side but <laughs> yeah. they start in every game they're avoiding pep roulette and yeah. they're bagging me points Gundogan One, oh, what a pick up he, he went what, what round was it 14th <laughs> that makes me feel sick I watched him as well and like willingly just didn't click him and I was like, now I'm, I can sit in my head playing. Like at night, I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I just press a gun again? <laughs> uh, one thing to mention for City, uh, Kyle Walker out, Laporte and, St- well, Laporte returned to full, t- full training uh, and Stones as well starting tonight. We should mention the City game, the City lineup tonight. They've got Mares, Haaland and Grealish starting up top. Is a Kanji playing? Kanji, Ake, Cancelo and Stones at the back. Ake's going to have an absolute stormer and then start on the weekend. <laughs> Hopefully, but I mean, who, who is going to play right back then for City? Will Stones move over there? Yeah, well, well go, go through that four again. So they got Stones, Akanji. Akanji, Ake and Cancelo. So Stones playing right back. Okay, and Diaz will come back in for the weekend. Yeah. They so, could play Cancelo right back and then Ake left back. Oh, so much variation. Yeah. Ake could play. <laughs> Music to your ears. You could risk it and pick up Alvarez, the uh, the City signing, the City left back, if he's knocking around on a waiver wire. Tell you what's a brilliant pick up. What? Alvarez the striker just what a pickup that is yeah. naturally you've got to save Haaland's legs whether he's got a hat-trick or not in 50 minutes yeah. 60 minutes just pull him off because yeah. yeah. most games they're already 3-4 up exactly like you just naturally they are so he comes on the team the team's already dead they're playing against and he comes just taps a few on <laughs> do you know what I mean like gets a little brace or just a little assist and then points. And that's all Bang, you've you got points. Ollie, what a pickup that was from Ollie. He was one of our draft sleepers on the Twitter. So follow us on the Twitter at EWG underscore podcast. But yeah, I mean, realistically, it's just what City team is going to play here, Reese. Like, there's no there's no Wolves threat really coming. Surely. Nothing. Um, is Costa in, in re- ready and time He needs for this? two weeks to, to get ready. Two weeks? Yeah. What's he been doing? Does he, <laughs> Not does playing he, football. <laughs> does he start anyway? Um, if we're being honest, does Costa start? Well, yeah, they got... With no, the Jimenez. Injuries, Jimenez got, will yeah. start. Jimenez yeah, is their number one. Is Jimenez fit, though? Yeah, well, I'm not fully, but I mean, he's fitter than, he's fitter okay, than Costa. Okay, fine, okay. fine. If Jimenez is fit in the next two weeks, 
does does Costa play? No, I don't think so. There's no, been I don't so either. much media hype around it, but I just I don't, don't, I don't him know. holding the wolves. You've seen that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twitter he's brilliant. He's petrified. But then like <laughs> sits on the bench. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe he'll start and shock us all, but he, well, the, he they, won't play over Jimenez. They have to bring another striker in because Kladzik obviously bless his heart. Sna- I think he snapped his ACL, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> First guy. game for the club oh. is awful. That's how's your luck? Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, Wolves have got good some good insurance there, so they can. <laughs> <laughs> My missing piece for this week, uh, I'm going for Joel Willock. Nice. Spoke about quite a lot in the podcast this evening. Um, Energy, chances created. Yeah. He's everywhere and he's going to get some points, especially with them playing Bournemouth at home. He's going free in our 10-man league, so he should be out there in other people's leagues. So, Joel Willock's my missing piece. For this segment, Reese, uh, I feel like I should let you know you're in direct competition with Ollie's Oddballs. Yeah. Because it's essentially the same segment, but you have different music. It's basically the same thing. So, like, it? I mean, Ollie's Oddballs have been absolutely been on popping fire. off recently. Yeah. So, like, is there any pre- are you feeling the pressure at all? Sitting pretty at the top of the league, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're going to do is, obviously, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, some, some spare weeks going by. In, uh, in the next coming weeks. So these are just some, just some ideas for some trades right now. I mean, we've got some draft experts in the room and we've also got the trade expert in the room, Dan Derbyshire. Yeah, trade expert. So <laughs> <laughs> Bottom of the league. <laughs> but he always trades, trades his way up, Reese. That's the point. Yeah, that's um, me. So what we're going to do is gonna, we're going to propose some trades to you, Dan, and you're yeah. just going to give your general thoughts, all right? Okay, yeah. Maybe rate them out of 10. So I've got, I've got one to get the ball rolling. Darwin and Sancho for Havertz and Son. What do you think about that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're taking Havertz and Son. You're taking Havertz and Son. Yeah, I mean that's a no-brainer. Is it? Well, okay. Well, maybe I've. Why? Why? Why are you so down on Dar- Darwin and Sancho? Obviously, Sancho here could be part of that. I don't look. I. This is just my opinion. Right. But I think Jota will play a lot more than people think. Okay. He he was he was really good last night in my opinion against Ajax. Yeah. First game he started, um, and I think the only reason they pulled him off early is because he hadn't played sixty minutes yet. Yeah. Like Darwin came on fine. I think Joss will play number nine for Liverpool. So, so if we just hone in on that bit, then, so would you do Darwin for Havertz? Hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's it's been proven, even in the first game when Bamian came in. I know, I know, um, obviously, Tuchel's been sacked. Yeah. But they played with Havertz with Bamian. Yeah. That doesn't mean that Havertz is out the side. If anything, it might get him more goals. I'm just wondering now. You have to think. Let's just talk about the Chelsea team in general here. Obviously, Graham Potter's come in. Um. How is this going to affect Chelsea assets? Like, I th- I think personally, Havertz could have an f- amazing season now. Yeah, if anything, it's it's better. Like, I think there's it's nothing better. wrong with it. There's no, that's yeah, that's what I mean. So, what players? What also another another point here, here is what other Chelsea players, which are going to be on waiver wires, could you pick up? I mean, Pulisic. People are talking about Pulisic on Twitter, aren't they? No, if no. If Potter's done that well with with Trossard and Gross, then these players could be absolutely yeah, electric. But, yeah, but that doesn't all of a sudden mean Pulisic. Plays. No, exactly. He's this, got this Sterling. Is part of the, yeah, this is part of the question. And Mount. Yeah. And Havertz. So it doesn't mean that Pulisic player. If anything, it just means. If I'm a bit, mate, Chelsea going forward are always. De- maybe they're having a spell at the moment where it's not yeah. great. But like, if Potter can get them defensively just solid again mm. and just get them playing just like the way they should be, yeah. they'll score loads of goals. Yeah. Like, Abamian, Sterling, and Havertz will score goals. Like, it's, it's without a doubt. Yeah. But they just kind of lost their way the last few weeks. So like, Potter, the way he's got Brighton playing mm. and how sound they are. 
at the back and as, as, a, as they play as a system is like so good. Yeah. If you can do that at Chelsea, it's whether they're willing to, I guess, listen to like to a new Graham coach Pop, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. and be like, okay, we're going to be as rigid as like a Brighton side would be. But then, you know, only time will tell. But if they did, they're way better players than Brighton players. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, like, what Potter's done with the players, he's obviously a very good man-to-man manager um, and coach. Well, yeah. coach, because that's what his type <laughs> is, isn't it? He brings the best out of players. Yeah. Um, it did... My only question is on it, is it going to happen straight away? He's yeah. had three years it's of right to get him like this. So it's not going to happen overnight, I don't yeah. think. But yeah. the quality is there in that Chelsea team. Exactly. To attract it, the it, players so. have to take some responsibility, don't they? Yeah. Like they have to come out for themselves and for the club. They have to come and just play better. And yeah. they have to get some results and try and listen to the manager along the way. And he's obviously. proven in the Prem, so... yeah. Surely they're going to respect him. I think he's to going him. to do a great job at Chelsea. And I think it's very good appointment as yeah. he's not a massive name. Yeah. Uh, mm. the, all they've ever done, Chelsea previous, I know the new owners now, is big name managers, not necessarily egos, but they're a big name. Yeah. Potter is now. I can't see how Potter loses in this situation. He doesn't. If Potter gets sacked, he goes back to a Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, there's no way he loses in this. He had to take this step and stuff. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be silly not to. Reese, have you got any trade offers? I do. Well, I was just speaking to Dan about one. Right. I'm going to pull on his Tottenham heartstrings. Um, <laughs> I also am a big fan of Diego Jota. Right. And I would like to swap Diogo, him. isn't it? Is it Diogo? Sorry, yeah, sorry, is, Diego. <laughs> Diogo. Um, and I would like to swap Jota and Siniesta of Dan's Sinistera. team. Sinistera. Sorry, <laughs> <but> Siniesta. <laughs> Siniesta would be good. Siniesta. <laughs> Was his name Sinistera? Sinistera, Sinistera. yeah. Sorry. Right. Jota and Sinistera of yeah. Dan's team um, for Richarlison and Eze from mine. Interesting, because, I mean, this Palace side is... I, I mean, you've obviously got Eze. He's blanked for a few weeks now, and you're, yeah. you're already get, get ready I'm to get him out. No, it's not, it's not the fact that I'm not I've touching just got that so deal. much depth <laughs> okay, let's, I can actually play around. Let's hear what Dan has I'm to say. I'm not touching that deal. Why is that, Dan? Well, Sinistera, for a start, is the only one that's got me points in my midfield. <laughs> like, I know he's not a big name, but it's just the fact he's got me like a goal or two in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and also, Josh has just got fit and he's been the one I've been excited about. So for a Charleston, it's not good enough. That's, that's, that's not a fair match. Even if a Charleston starts to come into this Spurs front three, which, which he could do. Yeah, but that's like, it's guessing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can't have any more guessing with my team. <laughs> no. I've got <laughs> I'm one. guessing enough. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. Right. Hear me out here. Go on. Obviously, love the guy. William Saliba for Andy Robertson would you do that Robertson obviously yes. injured now obviously Arsenal have this have the second best expected goals against defence Robertson's got the upside but Saliba should be a mainstay in this Arsenal team now I mean where do you go plus Robertson's out for a couple of games exactly Simakas could come in I mean maybe you take it I mean personally I think I would I would get I would get Robertson back in I think the upside I personally is, I personally would would take Robertson yeah yeah I think that you could, but but that being said, with Robertson now injured on my team, if someone offered me Saliba, I think Liverpool are gonna pull out of this mind, and he will get assists. Yeah, what do you think about the Liverpool situation, Reese? Interesting. Um, it's is it really? I'd say it's probably the first bit of pressure Klopp's really had in seven mm. years at Liverpool, and mm. massive result last night against Ajax. Really yeah. needed that win. Um, it's gonna be really interesting to see. Van Dijk doesn't look like the player he was, um, and it's. Is Klopp going to find it, get them out of it? Um, I know they always say they're riddled with injuries, but they have players in this team that can perform, they're just not performing. Yeah. Says Trent, can't defend. <laughs> he cannot defend. He cannot defend. And Stop getting on this hype train. Apart from this Bournemouth 9 0, 
what's his output been going forward this season? So would you trade away Trent? Trent for Reese James. Dan? That's a that's a ten out of ten trade. Which side? As in to get Reese in. Really? Yeah. But even with the injury record, you just think No, that is a ten out of ten <laughs> trade. Wow. Uh one last one for you. Skamaka for Vardy. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Aldi for Lidl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, that's about a that's a four out of ten trade, isn't it? But listen, listen. That's a, that's a four out of these, ten. These are I the differentials. Know. These are the differentials. You've been saying already, this could be the end of Vardy. Yeah, but I haven't seen Skamaka grace the pitch in the Premier League yet. Yeah. I know, but he's going to start for West Ham up top. Who would you... Who, over so, who? So, you, over Antonio. Who would you trade away? Yeah, Antonio's been awful. You, you don't do that to big Antonio. You do. No, he's you been, don't drop him. He had a good month a year ago, literally. <laughs> start the season. <laughs> and he's been sort of shocking. I mean, who would you trade Vardy away for? You mentioned it early in the season, early in the episode. A lot of players. You, yeah. you would get rid of Vardy. Yeah, for a lot of players. I tell you yeah. what I really want to get into my team. Who? But I know Joey's not going to do anything. Is Isaac. I really want Isaac. Oh, I mean, who could you even try and get Isaac away? Would you do a Bamiyang for Isaac? No. Oh, I definitely would. I haven't, we haven't seen him even play for Chelsea yet. How can you get rid of him? Oh, no, yeah, but oh, I mean, you're true, but you're gambling with it. I mean, I think... Yeah, it's a gamble. Abameyang, I'm gambling uh, with Isaac. I've seen him for two games. Yeah, I know, but Aubameyang, Aubameyang, Aubameyang might not gel with this new And we've just had this whole argument on this podcast <laughs> about his, where's Isaac going to play when Wilson's fit. I think he's going to start up top. Right, there we go. You're right. We'll keep an eye out. We'll keep track of all those trades. Um, Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, this has been a bit of a change of an episode because of the seven games. But um, good luck in your matchup this weekend. Uh, next week, we'll be doing some more discussions on potential trade topics. Uh, but for now, um, yeah, good luck this weekend. Reese. thank you very much. Good night, William. Dan. Cheers, Will. Cheers, guys. Bye.